Beyond the Ball, fueling your faith and family through sport. Welcome to the Beyond the Ball podcast with Coach Eric Klump and Coach Justin Gersten. Hey, hoop heads. We all hate ankle sprains, and they happen way too often. Ankle injuries are the number one sports-related injury. Arise is trying to change that. With the iFast, your athletes get preventative protection and full mobility. Athletes no longer need to wear bulky braces that limit performance and give mediocre protection. Anyone playing sports should be using these products. Keep your athletes in the game. Don't wait for them to get hurt to take action. Visit www.arise.com. Spelled A-R-Y-S-E. And use the code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off the future of performance. That's A-R-Y-S-E dot com with promo code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off. All right, welcome back to Beyond the Ball. Coach Klump and Coach Justin Gerstung here. Coach Klump, how are you doing tonight? Very well. Getting ready to get back into school. I'm excited to um, serve the students that are in our district. And so it was pretty exciting to be back into the building today. How about yourself? Yeah, I would say the same. We've been back in. This was our second day back in the building, just doing some staff development days. A little chaotic because we're slowly being introduced to all the protocols that we need to follow Mm -hmm. and, you know, where you can sit and who has to walk where. And so, you know, just like our kids face that challenge of coming in and figuring out what the teacher's expectations are. um, We were doing the same thing the last couple of days, trying to figure out exactly what you know, our expectations are because they're a little bit different than a normal school year. So ready to go, though. I think we're a couple days away, but I think we're ready. Mm -hmm. So what do you uh, what do you got for us tonight in terms of a a verse? I I need a little bit of encouragement. Okay, so I gravitated to Philippians 2.14 this week in my readings. It says, do everything without complaining and arguing so that no one can criticize you. Live clean, innocent lives as children of God, shining like bright lights in a world full of crooked people. Um, And that just was, as we move in to going back to school, which many educators are like us too, for example, everybody's uncertain and there's a lot of anxiety and there's also a lot of complaining about what, what we have to do for our jobs. But I mean, I, and my, me personally, I just rather um, than complaining about the situation, try to count um, the blessings. Because I remember back to when I was searching for a job, you know, sending out resumes, doing interviews. It was such a stressful time. And I look back and and counting the blessings um, of just having the job and being able to serve my community as a, as a coach and teacher. So that's where my heart went with this verse. Yeah, I think it's very easy Um, Like we were just talking about getting back into the groove of what is this school year going to look like, at least this initial first half of the year for most people. Mm -hmm. And it's really easy to get trapped into that complain game. Um, What I'll give and I'll get right to my celebration a little early, maybe, is I celebrate the majority of the teachers that I work with. Um, Everyone recognizes that this is not an ideal circumstance. Right. And that they, they are going to have to maybe most of our teachers work really hard anyway, but this is going to require them to give a little bit of extra effort. And the like I said, the majority, if not almost all of them are 
up for the challenge, up for the task. They're excited about new opportunities. Um, but at the same time, we're just trying to have grace with some of the teachers that are struggling that maybe don't know the technology or a little uh, anxious about their safety as well. So um, I'm going to mix them both together here. I love that verse, um, but I definitely want to celebrate and just definitely count your blessings. There are a lot of people that would like to have a job right yeah. now. You Absolutely. Know, for us to have them is pretty a pretty special thing for us. So it's great. What about you? I, I jumped right into celebrations. No, hey, I like that. I like that little transition right there. Actually, my celebrations uh, tag along with you are those, all those energy chefs out there. Like you mentioned, a lot of teachers in your Ooh, building, but chef. anybody that's moving people forward, celebrating people, seeing the greatness in them, and trying to influence them. You know, like part of our show is is all about leadership, and you know, influence is it all influence those that are around you to become a highly achieving person. I think of my sister-in-law, Shanna. She's one of the most ultimate energy chefs I've ever met. And, you know, yeah. she's always plugging herself into people, trying to make them better, showing her them that she cares about them and, and loves on them and brings the best out of them. So to all those energy chefs that are, that are there bringing out the best in people, keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, I mean, I love that because energy chef, I have not heard that before, but I love that. Just um, your your sister-in-law, Shannon, is a great example. <laughs> I would agree with you with her. She's definitely like that. And I think everybody that, you know, is kind of grounded in their faith has the opportunity to do that. Just in our school conversations today, you know, and I'm not like the greatest at anything, right? I'm trying to be super humble in my approach, but I felt like I needed to share today with some coworkers, just that our focus needs to be on the, on the right thing. You know, as they say at PGC, keep the main thing, the main thing. Mm -hmm. And I think the biggest thing during this time is to make sure we're supporting our kids, you know, in a perfect world, it's really easy to demand and push these kids academically. But I think right now, as some of our former guests talked about, Asim and Kyle, like, that transformational piece, that connection piece is really where we got to start today. And that starts with being an energy chef. You got to have the right approach. You got to have the right mindset um, and keep fighting for that, fighting for that culture. So yeah, be that I role that model verse. that they want to see, you know, Absolutely. without not even Absolutely. preaching about it, just not complaining about it, go in, go into work, be energetic, um, be what you would like to do for, for your students model that yeah absolutely do you find do you find yourself when you're at work um like avoiding people that are that are those negative personalities all the time do you find yourself avoiding them yeah i think i feel like i do that um maybe not directly it's more indirectly that i'm doing that Yeah, there's certain places you can't go otherwise they're just going to pull you down yeah absolutely and i don't know i think i do it through trying to serve in as many roles as I can and keep myself busy, busy yeah. serving. And I think that's maybe a tip, you know, for anybody that's out there listening, not that you have to overburden yourself with a, a lot of tasks and a lot of chores, but it's really easy to get bogged down in negativity when you have time to sit and think, right? And so if you're staying active and moving forward, it's really hard to yeah, be negative. I mean, negative. look what's going Sometimes on in social media now. It's all negativity because yeah. everybody has a lot of time on their hands to sit and think about different situations. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And there's an audience there, right? People have an audience there. So, well, that's, I mean, I love it not to get too down. We'd like to stay positive here, but I think that's part of the conversation for real. Uh, An even better positive conversation is our guest tonight. Uh, We're going to be joined here after the break by Del Reed, um, who a lot of our listeners might know through, uh, if they like the Buffalo Bills, through the uh, hashtag Bills Mafia. Uh, Dell is the co-founder of that hashtag and that concept here in Western New York. So we're going to talk to him a little bit. And he's also the founder of uh, 26 Shirts, which if you don't know anything about 26 Shirts, you're really going to want to hear what he has to say. Dell, not a coach that I know of, at least not at like the college level or the high school level, but a guy that is using sports mm. beyond the ball. So we figured we'd bring him in. So yeah, you talk super about excited someone, to talk to Dell Absolutely. Tonight. You talk about someone that serves – um, their community, a lot of a lot of misconceptions about like Bill's Mafia because what you see on TV, but um, behind the scenes, uh, he's just been doing some great things for years. So I'd love. Wait, wait, we'll just have him tell his story. So. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just the pure amount, if you, dollars is not the only place you can measure it, but we're talking a lot of dollars going to a lot of charities. And so I'm super excited and ready to go. So let's do a break and then we will come back and talk to Del Reed. All right, let's go. If you have an existing podcast or are looking to launch your own pod, but aren't sure where to start, the team at My Podcast Manager can help. Our podcast team works behind the scenes so you can do what you do best. We'll help you launch your podcast, make it sound great, and free up your time for the more enjoyable parts of podcasting. If you're ready to put your podcast editing, production, and promotion on autopilot with a trusted team of podcasting professionals, visit MyPodcastManager.com to get started. Thanks for listening to this episode of Beyond the Ball with Justin Gerstung and Eric Klump on the Hoopheads Pod Network. Our roster of shows includes Thrive with Trevor Huffman, the CoachMaze.com podcast, Players Court with Joseph Harris, and our latest release, Bleachers and Boards. If you're an NBA fan, be sure to catch one of our new team-focused shows, Cavalier Central with Justin Matcham, Nuck If You Buck with Devin Zanskis, a 305 Culture Miami Heat podcast, and Grizz and Grind with Elijah Campbell. We'll be adding more NBA markets in the weeks and months ahead, so keep up with our latest updates on Twitter, at HoopHeadsPod. I'd love for you to check out our flagship, the HoopHeads Podcast, hosted by me, Mike Cleansing, and my co-host, Jason Sunkel. The go-to podcast for basketball coaches at any level. Now let's get back to Justin and Eric. All right, guys, we're back from our break with Del Reed. Uh, Del, welcome to our podcast. Thank you for having me on. I'm looking forward to this conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Coach Clumpy, why don't you get us started? All right. Hey, Del, again, thanks for joining us. It's, uh, it's great to have someone of a, like, almost a local celebrity figure in the Buffalo area um, <laughs> with the hashtag Bill's Mafia. <laughs> I hate that term. Uh, <laughs> But it really has spun to like a very household hashtag where everybody has just jumped on. This is something that uh, you just threw out there one day and you're very surprised with how it ballooned up. 
Yeah, for sure. And again, thank you for having me on. I look, like I said, I am looking forward to this whole everything we're going to cover. It's going to be great. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was just a joke I made. I mean, if I was trying to create what turned it, what was going to be like the de facto name for Bills fans, I would not have called it Bills Mafia. <laughs> but it was just a joke. And, you know, the few of us that were involved with it, we would, you know, use it then, you know, now and then just as, again, a joke and, you know, real tongue in cheek kind of thing. And, you know, eventually the players discovered it and then other fans discovered it. And it just became this huge movement, you know, among Bills fans. Uh, just to really, it started was just to show your pride. Like, you know, you don't make fun of my team. You don't, you know, I, I love this team no matter what. And we've always em- emphasized the family part more than the whole organized crime thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everybody that knows me, I, I'm, I'm not that exciting when it comes to like, you know, nefarious deeds or whatever. I'm a pretty straight sure. guy overall. So, yeah. um, but it was just a, 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 you know, I guess a clever name. That took off, and it wasn't even supposed to be a name for anything. It was just a joke. But yeah, um, so so Dell, when when did you when did this hashtag start? Like, is this like with the rise of you know social media? Is that was it kind of like a perfect storm of both of those things connecting? Yeah, you, you said it right there. I mean, so this the, the whole thing. Its genesis, I guess, was in 2010 with you know some okay. jokes that you know some other Bills fans and I had, um, and. Just, I'll save the the listeners time because it's such a long <laughs> long story. But like, yeah. just Google it. It's all you know. It's over. You know. But um, sure, that sounded so big time. I didn't mean to come off that way. Just Google oh, no. it. But just Google um, it. Yeah, absolutely. It, it was an inside joke. Like I said, 2011, right around the draft, is when I first used the term just to describe myself and maybe like five or six other Bills fans. And right. you know, you know, one of my quote co-founders, uh, Brian. You know, he, he would use the term and say hashtag Team Bills Mafia through the, that summer. It was a very right. small, you know, thing uh, overall, at least compared to today's what's going on. But um, it was, you know, Twitter was different back then. I, I always joke that in 2010, 2011, I probably could have named every Bills fan on Twitter at that point right. because it was such a new medium. You know, most people, if they were on social media, they were either on, you know, Facebook or I think MySpace was probably dead by then. But, yeah, I think that's um, right. But it, you know, it was just everything was so different back then. And back, you know, in, in 2010 or 2011, a celebrity would join Twitter and be, "Oh, Oprah is now on Twitter," or right. so and so. You know, now it's just like you're not on Twitter. What the heck? Are you alive? Are you a real person? Right. So, right. Um, it, it, but it just as as so as this phrase got coined and as social media grew it kind of grew along with it i guess you could say yeah um but it did start off with a bang once the players saw the term and accepted it and started using it oh yeah i mean as soon as like 2009 i think is when twitter kind of really got fired up and going and i only know that because i'm not a big social media guy but i'm on twitter and it was in 2009 so i'm assuming that's about (laughs) the time it started right yeah yeah, because he joined in 2008 oh go ahead Sorry. What, what's that, Eric? I said it probably blew up because you joined. No coincidence. <laughs> oh, my God. Stop it. Me and 11, 11 years later in my, like, three followers <laughs> that I have. Um, no, I just think I just think that's perfect, right? So it just, like, coalesced all at the same time. And now that everybody has access to Twitter, and like you said, you get a couple of the actual players on there referencing that, that's just going to take off. That's so great. That's so great. So how is it, let me ask you this, Dell. how has it kind of impacted you, 
like on a personal level, because we were all a little younger. Now we're a little bit older, you know, all of us. How's it impacted your, your family life or your life over the last 10 years or so? Wow, that's a good question. Um, very different. I, I, you know, I now have a full-time job that is based on an endeavor that kind of grew out of the Bills Mafia thing with 26 shirts, and I'm sure we'll get into that. Um, but yeah. I, at the time when this whole thing took off, I was about 10 years deep into my career at Roswell Park as a web developer, and I honestly thought, like my whole life, you know, or once I got that job in 2001, a state job, state employee, union, all that, I honestly yep. believed that I was going to be there for 30 years. I got hired when I was 25, so I was going to retire at 55, which was the earliest. I'd have 30 years in, and I'd be at 55. It's like the exact two thresholds that right. you needed to retire with a state pension. And I thought with every... I just, it was just so, yeah, duh, that I was just going to serve my time at Roswell, do my job there, uh, retire, probably move somewhere with a beach, whether it's Woodlawn, yeah. <laughs> Florida, right down the I don't road. know. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So it was going to be, but it, that was just the path I was on. It, it just seemed like such a no-brainer, and I was just basically serving my time there. That's, it, was, it was a great job. It sounds like I'm talking about it like a prison. It's not. But I just thought right. like I was just going to, you know, take the 30 years it took to check that box and move on to the next stage. And, sure. you know, God had other plans. And so I've always, <laughs> often to my detriment, since I was a little kid, I've always been fascinated with screens, right? I don't know if you guys have kids or not, both of you, but like you're always, you're always worried about your kids, like screen time, screen time, all that stuff. Um, dude, I've all, like, I've always been like a, a moth to a flame. Like, oh, a screen? Yeah. You know, and that's, you know, hurt me a lot of times as much as it's helped me in this regard. But, um, so when I, I got a smartphone and, you know, Twitter and, and everything, it just, like, everything came together. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. I could talk with anybody all, all right. the time. And so, and like you guys said before, the, you know, joining in 2008, 2009, whatever it was. I joined in 2008, but okay. didn't really do a lot with it. Um, and then in 2000, I was always looking for other football fans because I, I love talking sure. football. I love the Bills. Always right. looking for other Bills fans that I could talk talk about sports with or you know talk about the team with and it wasn't really much i found like i knew a couple i met a couple cowboys fans here and there and stuff but that was about it it was just that no one on it seemed because it was so tech oriented when it first started um and then around 2009 it was right around the draft it seemed like all of a sudden like everybody joined twitter when i say everybody yeah. i mean me NFL Network, Rich Eisen, and Pro Football <laughs> right. Talk, which is a yeah. site that I went to every day. They, uh, they seem like they all joined Twitter at the same time. And at least that's from my perspective. Maybe it's different. But that's when I discovered, like, oh, my gosh, they're all talking about it. They're all talking about the draft. And holy cow, they just drafted C.J. Spiller. He's supposed to be really good, you know, and that, right. whole, that whole thing. So um, you fast forward, like, a year and a half, two years, and all of a sudden now – you know, there's this hashtag that's going on that I created like as a joke that took off, and now people are starting to follow me like crazy, like I'm some kind of football expert. I'm like, yo, yeah. I, <laughs> I program in ASP and PHP and HTML all day. Like, I don't right. like the bills, but okay, sure, yeah, you want my opinion? I'll tell you. Sure. Um, I just love talking. It, it, yeah, I just like you want to talk about football? Great, sure. Yeah. You know, so but and as this audience grew and grew and grew and, and um. I, I and I always joked that maybe I read too many Spider-Man comics. Uh, that's my other passion is like 
you know, movies and, and right. comics, and I don't really read the comics too much anymore like I used to when I was younger, but that whole superhero genre, I really enjoy science fiction sure. and all that stuff. And um, so I was just, maybe I read too many Spider-Man comics where with great power comes great responsibility. Right. So I have all these, you know, people that are starting to, like, for some reason, pay attention to what I have to say sure. uh, on Twitter. And so my thought process has always been, well, I need to give them something worthwhile. And sure. Not worthwhile just in terms of like entertaining, but like, you know, I want to, I want to encourage people. I want to, if people are listening to what I'm saying, I want to be an encouragement. And I also, there's a really crappy world that surrounds us. And if I'm able to take some of these people who are listening, and if I could point them in a direction to help other people or, you know, come alongside me as I try to do that or whatever, um, then I absolutely have to do that. And, so that's kind of where everything's kind of flown out or, you know, flowed out from that in, yeah. in that respect. Yeah, so, so good. I just, I just yeah. totally rambled there. I apologize. But. Oh, man, no, that's exactly what we want. Most of the coaches that come on, <laughs> most of the coaches that come on have the, the opposite story that you have, Dell. It's very interesting. Like, they, they know in the back of their heart that, like, they're just keep – they're chasing the dream of moving up the, the coaching ladder and, and that God has this great plan for them and they're going to land exactly where, you know, God has set out. But it seems like you never really – like you know, like you said, rambled on, but like I, I was, I was super interested because most of our guests come on and they're like, "Yep, I knew I was going to be a coach. I knew I was going to be a coach." But it sounds like you never really thought about it becoming this. Yeah, no, I really do feel like it was dropped into my lap, um, and I was not looking. I certainly was. I was not looking for for this. I didn't. My goal was not to become like this well-known bills fan on social media and to start a t-shirt company and and whatever else i end up doing with my life but like i said my goal was to just be a faithful employee at roswell be a good dad be a good husband and um not in that order reverse that i guess but um and just do what i could in you know my little sphere of influence but uh like I said, by no design of my own, the, the sphere of influence just kind of grew a little bit, uh, a lot of it. <laughs> so um, you asked before about personal life and everything, and it is kind of weird. Like it, it, there is a lot. When I worked at Roswell at five p.m., like work stopped, and Friday, especially Fridays at five p.m., I didn't think about work for, yeah. until Monday at nine a.m. And just the way that, as a project manager, which is where I ended up you know, my, my final time there, um, as a project manager or whatever, like there's no fires. I'm not putting out any fires. I'm not responsible for specific things at that point. Maybe a couple things here or there, but nothing ever broke. <laughs> it's luckily right. I was there, but, um, we are developing new products and everything for the actual, like, um, the employees at Roswell, a lot of the doctors and, and nursing staff and all different kinds of departments. You didn't even know existed until you work in a hospital, but, um, and so I had a lot less distraction when it came to my family life. And yeah. that's something that, you know, I have struggled with being just open and honest, you know, with you guys. Um, yeah. That's something I've struggled with over the past several years is the balance between being a, a you know, a doting husband, uh, uh, a father who's investing, um, and then also this social media person and business owner now um it's tough it's really tough and i want i want to be able to tell you guys like 
I got it down. I, but if I'm being real, like I struggle with it, you know, and I really do because there's, I've learned a lot that a lot of it has to do with control and I have to learn to give up control both to my employees that I've hired. Like a lot of times I find myself doing the stuff that I hired them to do, um, which right. is really crappy business ownership. And also, um, to God, I, I just had to trust, you know, trust him that, you know, things are going to work out like they should. I mean, like if I didn't ask for all this to happen and it happened, well then, okay, there's something, some bigger thing happening behind the scenes. Sure. So I don't have to suddenly take the reins now and micromanage yeah. everything. Um, well, it's, I mean, it's funny you say that because Coach Clump brought up some of our other guests like in coaches. And so while your journey maybe wasn't exactly the same, the, the idea is the kind of the same because they would say the same thing, right? They have assistant coaches that they hire and some of them have to figure out how to let the assistant coaches have a voice, you know, and they also talk about finding balance at home because at the college level specifically, especially D1, or NBA, like that winning is the job and, it, and it's tons and tons of hours. So while you're maybe not in the same exact field, I think there's a lot of similarities too. Actually, a coach the other night we talked to talked about not necessarily finding balance, but finding rhythm, mm-hmm. which I thought was so huge, yeah. Coach Strickland. And he just talked about the idea that the, sometimes it's busy like coaching, like you're in the season and your family just needs to understand you're going to be gone a little bit more. But then when you have some slow times, then you got to invest in your family and you got to find that rhythm. And I thought that was huge. So like you said, it's not, it's not easy. And I don't think anybody ever really finds a full balance, even though that might be the objective. So I, I, I just love what you said there. It's, it's great to be vulnerable. Um, so what about this 26 shirts? We've mentioned it now a couple of times. Why don't you give our, some of our listeners that are not in Bill's Mafia a little insight into what that is? Right. So in 2013, uh, I created what was going to be a one-year community service project called 26 Shirts. We were going to release a different Bills-themed design uh, every two weeks for a year. 52 divided by 2 is 26. That's where the name yep. comes from. Perfect. Um, and so I wanted to do something, like I mentioned before, that helped people. Uh, real quick, backing up a little bit. So sure. before this thing this thing launched, somebody reached out to me on social media. At this point, we have our, our big you know, Bills Mafia Twitter account, um, which had at the time probably – 25,000 followers to it, which, okay. you know, was kind of a big deal. It's, it's, you know, obviously that was seven years ago. It's a lot bigger now, but that was, that's a big sure. audience, right? Yeah. So, that's a large voice. Uh, and people would always be asking like, Hey, can you share this? Can you, um, promote this or promote that? And we didn't really want to use it as a, uh, an opportunity to make money unless we we're raising money for somebody or doing something like that. Right. Um, cause we were just doing it for fun. <laughs> you know, right, it's like, right. hey, we got a great audience, right. but like, we're not going to help you just make money. You know, yeah. You know, whatever. Um, sell whatever you're trying to sell. So somebody comes up to, or somebody comes up to me. Somebody sends me a DM and says, hey, uh, I have this autographed Mario Williams jersey that I'd like to raffle off. You know, would you help me promote the raffle? And he ended up, it turns out he won it from Summer Sanders, who's a gold medal Olympian yeah. swimmer who's also a Bills fan. Um, and she did this raffle for whatever reason. Um, she had this autographed Mario Williams jersey, so she just gave it away or whatever. So he wins it, and now he wants to sell it with, you know, raffle, some website online where you can do, like, people buy a raffle ticket or whatever. And 
gets randomly picked and they win the jersey. Right. And so I was like, all right, dude, well, are you just trying to, like, make money off of some, you know, cool memorabilia that you got lucky enough to win? Uh, I didn't say it like that. A little bit more respectful. <laughs> but I was like, I was like, I was like yeah, all right, right. Dude, come on. Come right. on. And so I said, so what's, so what's going on? Why are you selling it? Or why are you, you know, raffling it off? He goes on to tell me about his daughter has a condition called retinoblastoma, which was eye cancer, and had already had one eye removed and was having chemotherapy directly applied to the other eye. And I'm reading this guy's story, this girl's story, and just I'm tearing up in the car right before my work shift. <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh my gosh. And I said, yeah, dude, I will retweet your tweet about <laughs> the raffle. And I said, not only that, next time we do some kind of special Bill's Mafia product, because we would sell like phone cases now and then, or we would do, um, I, we had done some shirts in the past. Um, I said, next time we do something, I'll, I'll give you the proceeds from it, you know, because I was just really moved by the story. And then, so, uh, I was just thinking about this kid situation, and like, that's so messed up. She was like three years old or four years old or something like that at the time. And, uh, so on Monday nights, I used to uh, go to like this, this men's like accountability, like Bible study group. But, um, okay. and so I'm, I'm, I'm running through this, I telling the story to my, to my buddies and we're just, you know, talking it over. I said, you know what? I think I could do this like all the time and just help person after person after person. Uh, and I said, well, I could do like a different one every week. And I had had this idea a little bit about doing some kind of effort like this in the past. And they, 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 they talked me off the ledge of just jumping into like selling a different shirt every week. They said, you, that's, sure. you'll, be, you'll be overwhelmed. It'll be crazy. I said, I know, but I want the designs to be relevant and timely. And so I said, I could probably do it every two weeks. My buddy Jake looks at me. He goes, dude, that's like 26 shirts. <laughs> I said, yeah, I, I know. The name is I born. think I can do it. And next morning yeah. I wake up and it was just like, it's like staring me in the face, 26 shirts. And so I registered the domain and yeah. the Twitter account. I start, I put it on my blog. Uh, just here's an idea I have. I'm going to do it. Here's how you can help. I need artists. I need people to buy the shirts. I need, I need to know who I can help. Sure. First, this is the first family we're going to help. It's this little girl. She's got eye cancer, you know, and then it goes on. And at this point, and then, and then all of a sudden, like, so then like the local news says, Hey, this is really cool. We want to do a story about it. I'm like, okay. And so I go and I do a, a piece with them. And I'm, so I'm talking like, oh, yeah, on Monday we're going to have a shirt. It's going to help this family. And at this point, I don't have the site designed. I don't have a shirt. I'm like going all in. Yeah, I mean, that's all the way stuff gets done if there's a deadline, right? So um, it all came together. I got an artist. He did a design. We helped the family. And just it took off from there. But during that week, after I'm tweeting about it, before the news hit me up, uh, this guy who I had had lunch with a few months earlier, just because a mutual friend said, Dan, Dell, you guys don't know each other. You need to do lunch. And so he turns out he had a, a local shirt company, and I had given him some designs that were like yeah. those mafia themed or whatever, just to help him in his Indiegogo campaign because he was trying something new with his business. So I'm like, here you go. Good luck. Godspeed. You know? Right. And... So he calls me up and he says, who's printing these shirts for you? I'm like, I don't know, dude. I haven't got that far. <laughs> like, <laughs> we're, we're rolling. I don't know. I don't know. But um, he says, well, can we print it? Can we do it? I'm like, yes, absolutely. Boom. Done. You're hired. And uh, it was great because it was, it was a Buffalo 
company that was going to be producing these shirts, which is even better, right? I thought I was going to end up using like Teespring or something, you know? Um, and, and so you and you and who is the name of the company? And so you and who was the engine behind the twenty six shirts idea took off, and we just started selling shirts. And I realized pretty early on in this, you know, what was good, like I said, going to be a twenty six design endeavor. Um, this is that there was an appetite for the shirts, and right. that there was a lot of people who needed help because I got a lot of requests for assistance, like right out of the gate. Sure. And um, so we said we put the we put volume in front of it, like oh maybe we'll do a second volume, volume one, shirt two, shirt three, you know, and it just took off. I mean, it's it's crazy how it's just it's trended upward ever since, and it's um, like I said, nothing you can plan. But I do my best. You guys are talking about celebrity and stuff like that. I really do my best to make the focus not about me and really yeah, just about other that. fans. and yeah, serving others. Um, so, yeah, exactly. It's not about me. I'm not here to like write off jokes and try and get a bunch of likes and retweets on my tweets and stuff like that. Um, when I get them, it feels good. <laughs> but but that's not, that's not what I'm trying to do. You know, I really want to just put others you know and so um this is just an opportunity to do that you know we can put out designs that celebrate the teams in the city that celebrate the city itself while at the same time taking that love that people have for those things and that need that they have to like wear it on their chest um and redirecting that passion into people that need help in the community so Dell, in that in that accountability bible study um was it? Did you just feel that like God had His hand in all of this? Like there, it, there's no matter what anybody said, you you were you were going to do this no matter what. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's uh, well, I know so. I shouldn't say that. I think so. Yes, I, I, it was something that when I woke up that next day, I it, this was my life, and it sounds so corny, but I remember explaining it to somebody, um, a friend of mine, later on as I was putting everything together. And I was telling him, I said, Ken, I have found my purpose. I know this is what I'm supposed to do the rest of my life. And I, I can't explain it. I don't know how I'm going to support my family with something as, as crazy as limited edition Buffalo t-shirts. But I know it's going to find a way. And I don't want to get rich. I just want to pay my bills because this is what I want to do. I, I want to do this. And whatever I have to sacrifice, as long as it doesn't affect my family, whatever I have to sacrifice, whatever I have to adjust that's what's happening. And so you fast forward a couple years after this whole thing took off. And I really thought it was going to be something I would just always do like on the side and, you know, nights and weekends and here and there. Um, I ended up getting laid off from Roswell. And I'll tell you guys what I, I tell my wife. I told my wife, I promise it wasn't because I was being bad at work. <laughs> I promise it was not right. part of it. Um, right. It's just my, my department got absorbed by another department. I was the manager of that department. And funny enough, you don't need two managers for one department when they come together. So um, that manager, was he's a great guy. He did his, his best for a couple of, It's funny because the, the launch of 26 shirts was right around the same time that this merger happened. Uh, not related at all, just kind of how it worked out. But um, he did a great job for a couple of years, like basically finding work for me to do. Um, but eventually they had to lay me off. And when I got laid off, I had the opportunity to post for another position at Roswell but I called my wife, and that's a whole other story there. I mean, a good one. But I called my wife and told her what happened. And I was like, this is it. This, this is the sign. This is what I mean. This is, and uh, obviously, we had a lot of talking to do still. But 
she's an amazing woman. She was behind me. She's always been behind me. Yeah, and that's great. She, she knew that this was what I had to do, and she knew it was what I was supposed to do. And so she's been a huge support through all this. Um, even when I've not handled the balance like I should have, she's been sure. a huge support. Um, she's been a great accountability in that respect as well. Um, but when I got laid off from Roswell, um, Dan, who owned you and who, you know, he, you know, we, we got dinner that night because my wife was actually out of town when that happened with the kids. And, um, she was traveling from, from Buffalo to Florida in an, in a van, <laughs> um, with my sister-in-law and her kids. And they were making like a, a road trip out of it. And, and so, uh, I actually, when I called her, she was at the 9-11, she was, this is her part of the story, but when I call, called her, she was at the 9-11 memorial, and she always describes it as, that gave her perspective when I was calling to tell her I had been laid off. Sure. You know? And so she had bigger picture stuff, wow. like literally staring her in the face. And, right. um, anyway, so I, so that's why I had dinner with Dan that night, not my, not my wife. <laughs> but, yeah. So it was great though, and so basically he brought me on as a 50% owner in the company, Based just through sweat equity of the past couple of years, you know all the, everything I've been doing just to sure. build this twenty six shirts project, um, and I, we haven't looked back. And my wife and I, our plan was to give it a year, and you know if within a year or less, if it was apparent that this was not something I was going to be able to do as a full time vocation, um, that I would go back to the grind. You know, what I mean? I'll go back right. to, to the grind. Yeah, yeah. And um, within six months, we had to hire somebody. And then within a year and a half after that, we had to hire somebody else. And, and so it's just grown and grown. It really just needs somebody's full-time attention. Yeah. And you know what? I think you said it earlier, Dell. Like, I think you merged two things that are so important in our society right now, like need to help others and just a pure love of sport. And I, I don't think I have to say this to our Buffalo listeners, but like Western New York's a pretty special place in terms of being charitable and giving and when you combine throwing a t-shirt in there about, you know, Buffalo's worst teams, specifically the bills. That's cause that's like our passion. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's like a no brainer. I just, not that you can always like count your chickens before you're hatched, but to me looking back, you know, hindsight's always 2020. That seems like it was going to be a great idea from the jump. Yeah. Well, it was, you know, just, it was, it it is, and it's one thing I tweet about all the time is, People need to find their purpose. And once right. you find that purpose, you need to fight for it. You need to do everything you can to make it happen. Because a lot of people don't, and then they never really... Yeah. They're just a life lesson for somebody else. And, yeah. Um, th- I, I remember being in elementary school, getting yelled at by my mom, because all I ever wanted to do was wear what she called novelty tees. And just a graphic right. on the front. That's all I yeah. wanted to wear. Was that in a <laughs> pair of jeans? Or if it was nice out, a pair of shorts. And right. You know, you know. Seriously, praise God now that that's literally all I wear. Sure. <laughs> every single day. That's, that's my work attire. But um, the uh, so I. But to take that, and I really have always felt called to be a giver. Um, right. Whenever the circumstances allow for it, I try to just. I, I just, if I can give, I will. And um, I also love the bills, and I love yeah. this city, and, and so it, my purpose is three things I love and that's what I do. And so I always tell yeah. people, and what, what's that saying? Um, don't think about what the world needs. Think about what makes you come alive because what the world needs is people who have come alive. Yeah, and, I love it. That's so yeah, good. And that's, uh, that's such a true, a true, uh, such a true quote or a true, a truism that 
people need to hear it all the time. Uh, yeah. So you're a so you're a Buffalo kid. Is that is that the background then? Buffalo born and bred, or did you move here? No, man. I grew up in uh, Tonawanda, and then I moved all the way to Kenmore. Oh, okay. That's a regional joke for people, you know. They're, they're right next to each other. <laughs> yeah. Oh but, yeah. They're, <laughs> my, my 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 wife is a former Tanawanda warrior, so I know all about Tim. Oh, that's that city, man. I'm town. Very different. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. oh, trust that's me. Not a good trust me. I know the, the, the city. <laughs> the city. The city folk would tell you the same exact thing. Yeah, for, for sure. sure. Good for them. They're better. So, <laughs> um, don't even get me started on North Tanawanda. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. Oh but, yeah. No. Um, but yeah. So uh, yeah, I've, I've lived here my whole life, and the, the story I always tell is that. Like Catholic families have the po- you know a photo of the Pope on the wall. My family had a photo of O.J. Simpson on the wall. Yeah. Uh, until around 1994. Then oh, okay. Took it <laughs> but that yeah, was yeah. Uh, I mean I was raised yeah. in a Bills household. My kids are raised in one. You know, so help yep. me, my grandkids will be. So. Yeah, know. absolutely, but. absolutely. So, Coach Clump, I'm going to go one more here. Then we so we're such Bills fans. As we were doing a little bit of research, we saw a little bit of Pittsburgh and a little bit of Cincinnati on your 26 shirt. So how'd that all come about? Yeah, so um, this is an idea that seems like could be repeatable anywhere, right? It's just sure. about cities and teams. So at the end of 2014, we tried something new and we launched in Chicago. And, okay. Uh, my business partner, Dan, his second favorite city is Chicago. And he's a you know a closet Blackhawks fan. So okay. um, Sabres first, but then Blackhawks. I'll defend him in that respect. So um, we said, let's try it. You know, sure. and we saw some early success. And so about a year and a half after that, right around when I started doing this full time, I'm like, all right, let's try something else. And so we did Pittsburgh, and then we did Cincinnati. We since rolled back Cincinnati and Pittsburgh. Um, so right now it's just Buffalo and Chicago. Okay. But the idea is something that's repeatable okay. and. There's people yeah. everywhere that need help, and there's people everywhere that love their cities and their teams. So sure. why not just take this to them? Do you yeah, find I mean, that the, so the city of Buffalo is it never seems to amaze you just on how um, supportive and giving they are to individuals from their city in need? Oh, absolutely. And this is no shade at the other cities, but there really is something different about Buffalo, and I. I I can't put my finger on it other than, you know, city of good neighbors, but there is something different. Um, and so, you know, a lot of times I feel like we're trying to replicate something that's super special about Western New York in, in these other cities. But, um, yeah, Buffalo is different. I think I read somewhere that Western New York, and this might be false, so if anybody wants to fact check me and then tweet at me that you're wrong, you're a liar, that's fine. But I think I read somewhere that... Um, Western New York has more nonprofits per capita than anywhere else in the country. So that says to me that there's a lot of people that want to help. So this is, this is, this is a region of helpers. And so it's, it does seem like it's a natural thing for this area and that maybe that's part of why it's been embraced as much as it has. Sure. So Dell, how has, or have, like the Bills and any players, like I don't want to like get too like pat anybody on the back, but have they been receptive to you in terms of like you being like a really key supporter of the players and the team? Have they reached out? Like, has there been any sort of relationship there? I've had some good relationships with you know different players. You know, it's a lot. That, some that come to mind: uh, Stevie Johnson, Eric Wood, Thurman Thomas, Jim Kelly. 
Uh, Reed Ferguson, the long snapper, he's awesome. That dude's awesome. Sure. Um, and a bunch of other players that I'm unfairly not naming right now, but yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah we've had a, I've had a really good relationship with a bunch of the players over the over the years, and they've been kind enough to either let me do a shirt about them or model a shirt for me or you know whatever sure. because you know when they speak, people listen. I mean, growing up yeah. in Buffalo, you yeah, just no doubt about it. You're no always like, well, "How it. did you become a Bills fan?" Well, that's just how I grew up. And and for a lot of us, you can re- almost remember the exact moment that you you were like, in just engulfed in the Bills, and it was devastating when they lost. So, what was your moment? <laughs> um, I think oh, it this was, is such a good question. I, I love think, it. Yeah, my my moment was I was in eighth grade, and it was the day that the Bills became my team and not my parents' team in my house, was when the uh, they won the division for the first time in like eight years or whatever it was, which is funny. Like It seemed like such a drought back then. Yeah. Man, older older <laughs> Dell has some stories to tell younger Dell. But, um, right. but when they won the game in overtime, Fred Smurlis blocked the field goal kick, and okay. uh, Scott Norwood hit the field goal in overtime, and they... Uh, they beat the Jets nine to six, and, and they, they ripped down the, the posts. They ripped down the goalposts, and that's when I was like, "Holy crap! Football is awesome!" Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was just, but even just being there, we we were at um, my, my parents' friend's house to watch the game for whatever reason, um, and just the excitement and the, everybody was sharing in the the happiness of the same thing. I think for me it was like a drug, and I, I just always found myself since they really drawn to shared experiences. Like one of the things that I love to do, uh, like I mentioned comic book movies. One thing I love to do is go back on YouTube and watch audience reaction videos to some of the Avengers movies because right. you know, that opening night thing when Thor arrives in Wakanda and Infinity War or when um, uh, Captain America gets Mjolnir from and he fights Thanos with Thor's hammer. Yeah. And right. when you watch those, those, those audience reaction videos, it's so amazing because everybody in that room is focused on the same thing and they're all freaking out with happiness at the exact same moment about the same right. thing. And that, it, it, that is just the same, whatever that is, whether it's a, in, uh, endorphins or, dopamine or whatever that is that's coursing through my veins in that moment, that's the same thing that happens when, the Bills kick a field goal to win the division or whatever. You know what I mean? This exact same feeling. I just, and that is such a cool feeling to share that excitement with thousands of strangers. It's just, it's amazing. Yeah. And you know what? I'm going to jump in there. That passion. You're right. I think when it's a shared experience, positive, mine was actually more negative. So like my, one of my earliest memories and I don't really want to say it out loud was that Super Bowl first Super Bowl loss. Yeah. Was like on my birthday, like birthday party at my house. And like, I just remember to this day the, that happening and me like running out of the room crying hysterically. Like the birthday party was over, you know, but that is like the moment where it was like, I'm so in on this team that there's never going to be another team. It just hurt that much. So I think you nailed it. Like it's either that positive or that such that such heartache that just ties you to it that you can't let it go. Oh yeah, um, for sure. It's just so good. 
And it's like so we, good. So since we are, we are running up, go ahead, Eric. I'm I was sorry. just saying, we both work in schools, and, and now, like, a lot of the, the younger kids, are, I mean, when yeah. you ask them if they're a Bills fan, they, they kind of, like, smirk at you, and they're like, why would you want to be a Bills fan? They haven't won since I've been alive. And, like, for us, you just can't believe that they're saying this. I'm like, what? You grew up in Buffalo, and you're not a Bills? How can you not? And then you think about it, and you're like, man, they do have a point. <laughs> Right. Yeah, I remember they, my daughter asking me when she was younger, like they this is like in the Dick Duran years, the dark years, right? Um, yeah. Every year was six and ten or seven and nine or whatever. Um, she goes, "Why do you why do you do this every week?" Yeah. <laughs> there was this elementary school kid asking her father, "If this hurts you, why do you do this?" And I remember telling her because when they win, it's amazing, and someday yeah. you'll see. And she's starting to see that now. Yeah. 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 And I think that's right. I think a lot of kids are like closet Bills fans because their parents are. And now as the Bills are starting to win, like you're starting to see more of the Bills apparel come into school where a couple of years ago they wouldn't, you know, and you know how kids are, like especially middle school, high school kids, they want to do what's cool, but you're starting oh, yeah. to see the the passion and that love come back. But hey, so Dell, so we're getting up on our time and I appreciate you coming on. Such great stuff. We do Thank some you. fun stuff with our guests all the time. So since you are a Buffalo born and bred guy, we always ask um, chicken wings. It's, we're, we're assuming that it's obviously a given that you eat them. But do you eat the drums or the flats? I prefer Which, the flats, but I'm down with whatever. Prefer the flats. Okay. Did you hear that, Coach Klum? Yes, I did. Yes, he's, I did. But what, where's Dell's that's spot? That's one for your side. Where's your chicken wing spot? Oh, there's, I got a bunch. <laughs> name them. Name them. We, we, we are equal opportunists here. We got all our different places. Yeah. So um, let me think off the top of my head here, like how I can oh, – I won't bother ranking them, but like Gabriel's Gate on Allen Street. Okay. Uh, great. Uh, I just discovered during quarantine um, Gino's on Freeze Road in Tonawanda, right across from Kemmer East. Really good wings. Okay. Are, have not checked that out. They are low-key. Yeah, they're, they're – they're, low-key terrific they're great um if you're feeling a little crazy you can try wing nuts there's they're a little different they're on kenmore ave in the knights of columbus building um they are definitely that is um definitely uh what's the word controversial there's a lot of (laughs) people have a lot of opinions about them but i think everybody has to try them yep so you can weigh in right but uh, and actually franco's you know they've got a a couple different ones Uh, they're, they're pretty good okay but obviously you have you know, um, you know, Elmo's and 9-11 Tavern and, you know, uh, Barbell, duh. You know, those are all great. Awesome. So this is going to probably seem like an obvious one to all the people listening that know you, but uh, blue cheese or ranch? Uh, blue cheese. Oh, blue cheese. Like you were saying <laughs> before, there's two different kinds of blue cheese. And I think there's a reason why so many people outside of Western New York don't understand why people yeah. in West New York love blue cheese. There's two kinds of blue cheese. B-L-E-U cheese and B-L-U-E cheese. I'm a big fan of the B-L-U-E cheese because it's like, I don't know if it's cut with mayo <laughs> or whatever it is. Right. It's just different. But uh, that's, that's yeah, either way, it's still better than ranch. Yeah. I love ranch on nice. dressing, just not on wings, man. Yeah. We were kind of goofing yeah, around before the show to all our listeners, and uh, we yeah, we were talking about this, and and Dell had the best response I've ever heard. He's oh, we were like, so is it blue cheese or is it ranch? And he goes, come on, man, I got a soul. <laughs> 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 it's so great. 
so so Dell, uh, what what's the record going to be? What's their record this year? Um, I would say I really like them to be eleven and five, twelve and four. I think this is the best team that they've had since nineteen ninety nine, and I think they have a real shot at you know a berth in the AFC Championship. And we'll see. Obviously, I'm not going to predict anything after that, but I think they have a a, a good shot. Assuming you know COVID stays away and all that other stuff, um, I, I think that they have a really good chance. You're at, predicting really them to dethrone the Patriots for AFC champions, AFC East champions. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I, I, I don't care if the the Patriots brought in Cam Newton. I really think that this is this is the year the Bills finally take the division. It's so so funny because we've had some guests on from all over. We've had some from Massachusetts, some from Pittsburgh, and uh, none of them really want to acknowledge that the Bills are right there, yeah. ready to take over That's the top point. spot. They all have been. They've all been, you know, playing it close to the vest. Like we we got to see something out of them first. So I'm just hoping that Josh Allen and company kind of lays it on them all, especially the Jets. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah. We'll see what happens. Hey, yeah. one. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, yeah, I think that this is this is. I mean, you, you mentioned Josh Allen. Like he is, he's the pivot yep. on this whole season. He is right. So how well he does is how well the team is going to do because they have assembled the best roster they've had in over 20 years, just on paper. Yeah. In in real life too, they've assembled the best yeah. roster they've had, and the question mark is the quarterback. Can he, he had a big jump from year one to year two. What's he going to be like in year three? Hopefully he continues to move forward and doesn't have like a Trubisky type year where he takes a step backward. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be good. I, um, in the, okay, so one last, one last question, and this is maybe off topic. This whole Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, like throwing competition, is this something you would like to see or is this just kind of a publicity thing? Um, I, I, I guess I'd like to see it. So, um, yeah, it's also fun to have the conjecture, you know what I mean? Or to have the, yeah. uh, the debate, but I, I mean, I'd like to see it cause I think Josh Allen would win, but, right. um, it doesn't, it doesn't really, nice. you know, doesn't, yeah. <laughs> it'd be a, it'd be a fun event to, to, to check out. It'd be fun. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Well, Hey, Del, listen, yeah. we are up against our time. Uh, we appreciate you, man, coming on. I love your story. I love what you're doing for the community. And uh, if we can ever do anything to help, let us know, man. Yeah, everybody. Thank get- you so much. I really appreciate the invite. Yeah, awesome. absolutely. So uh, we're going to end with the Go Bills. And um, yeah, go if Bills. you guys want to check out Dell, we'll have some some of his like hand Twitter handle on uh, the podcast. And we'll, we'll get this stuff out to all our listeners. So thanks, Dell, for coming on. Appreciate you, man. Thank you. Everybody check out 26 shirts. Thank you for listening to the Beyond the Ball podcast with Coach Eric Klump and Coach Justin Gersten. 